Hey! Welcome to Chaps Chattin' Chappy. I'm your co-chap, Peter Berg. I'm your co-chap, Blair Garden. What? What was that? Sorry to sidetrack us so early, but you really had a hesitation there. I mean, I was going to say I'm your co-chap, Peter Berg. Oh. And I didn't. I, I caught know, myself. I don't know why you would do that. You're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Nah, I thought I covered it up nicely by making a ghoulish noise. Mm, because ghoulish. it's Halloween time. Which is all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're big Halloween heads here. I and mean, I mean, the stores, like, those stores, those Halloween stores, like, they're... They're only functioning at that one time of year, and, like, I feel bad for those guys. It's a tough industry. It's it really is. maybe the toughest. But we're sidetracked because we want to welcome you to Chaps Chat and Chappy, the Chappy. only podcast purely devoted to talking about the major motion picture by Sony Pictures, directed by Neil Blomkamp, starring Hugh Jackman! And Dev Patel, and Ninja, and Yolandi Visser, and Chappie, who is not played by an actor. They brought in a real robot to play that role. So, this is Chappie. Uh, We've been talking every week about Chappie, and as we laid out in the first episode, uh, we're... We're not seeing Chappie twice, but we're going to do a podcast about it every week. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned last week, the details have started to fade. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, just for just for you listeners, we highly encourage you guys, and we thought about this ourselves, about setting up some, you know, fan screenings of the film, where, like, you know, a group event where we all go to the movie together, except we don't actually go inside, and then we, we leave. We are too busy. Mm-hmm. We would, at best, be able to do, like, a meet and greet, say hi, um, wave to you guys from mm-hmm. the car as we're speeding past, probably on the way, to the recording studio where we're laying down some podcast tracks. Um, we're just, we're swamped. We'd love to support you guys, but we don't have time for any of that. But you should do it. Mm-hmm. You should have your own fan screenings. We think it'd be really cute. We find we would find it so adorable to see you little guys getting together, something to relate to each other with in this, like in this city that you don't know anyone in, and there's no one that you like and no one that likes you. But maybe you guys all like this podcast and haven't seen Chappie, so you can really come together over that. But we will not be seeing it no. again. I'd just like to add. Theaters are pretty comfy. Mmm. Isn't that the truth? Well, some people, you know, some people, I don't want to take a strong stance Please on do this. not name names. Some, Please keep it as vague as some possible. Some people don't like when the seats lean back. But I know some of our listeners out there, I'm looking at you, Rachel Carden, East Bay represent. I'm looking at you. She likes when those seats recline. And she just takes a little nap. Well, isn't that nice? And, and maybe maybe some of our listeners who 
don't have homes, but are listening to this podcast around a speaker system in a store. Mm. Um, in the Apple Store, you're getting the podcast app. You're downloading this. We know we've been getting huge download numbers from Apple Stores. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're gathered around, Man. and then you just want a place to take a nice little nap. Consider the theater, but don't sleep during Chappie. It's important you watch every second of it. That's what the little trivia games at the beginning of the movie are for, guys. That's exactly right. Those are there just so the theater owners can give you a nice thing to to relax to and drift mm-hmm. off into sleep. So we are struggling, struggling to... Oh, funny you say that. Yo Interesting me. choice of words. You owe me a, a Coke. Okay, well, here, you, I'm so going to hand it to you right here. Here you go. You can't say anything until I say your name three times. I already have... It's already broken. Every word you owe me another Coke. I've already given you a Coke. <laughs> you owe me another no, Coke. No, the first rule was you owe me a Coke and I handed you a Coke. Stop. Stop ripping up paper. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed because you're not following the rules of Blair jinx. gets really mad. All right, but personal listen. jinx. Oh, that's that wasn't a personal jinx. So it's interesting Blair brings up the jinx because we're taking a little detour this week. We know you guys are just tuning in for Chappie, but there is something that we find so pressing that we just have to talk about it. All right, and that is. Jinx. jinx. Personal jinx. jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, right. I don't know where we stand on no, that. No, not, neither of us would talk. Cause we jinx each other. Uh, okay. That would, we, and we really need a, uh, that intern to come over here and just say both of our names, because otherwise these Coke tallies are going to be through the roof. And I don't want to give that kind of money to a corporation. No, that's not what we're about. That's not what Chappie's about. And that sure as hell is what Jinx is about. Robert Durst rebelled hard against the corporation of the Durst family. So, before we get too many details into Jinx, just a little heads up. The Jinx is a show that has already concluded on HBO. Mm -hmm. And it is a documentary series about Robert Durst, who has been accused of three murders and has already been arrested for murder for one of those and these are long time back murders we're talking about so we both watched this series i mean i'm telling you i was looking at my phone and all i saw was just things about the jinx on twitter that i couldn't see i kept looking for all the chappy tweets and i was like what could have happened that has made everyone pause talking about chappy what is it what? it was only the jinx and I was like, what is this fucking yeah. bullshit? I wasn't, you know, I was pissed that anything had taken away from the Chappie conversation. I went straight to my computer. Mm. I opened my Firefox browser. I typed in www.google.com because if you try to type in on Firefox or Google search into the bar, it doesn't happen. It just... It uses uh, up so much RAM. It uses a... So much RAM, that Firefox. It uses up a ton of RAM. Blair, 
Come on, we're trying to... We're sponsored by Firefox. <laughs> I mean... Save it. Save it. It's also very compatible with a lot of those those media players. Mm, the media players. Love it. We love it. We do all our Google searches on Google.com that we get to on a Firefox browser. But, but what about Yahoo search engine? I love Yahoo! <laughs> Jinx! Alright, God Blair, to shut up so I can finally do this introduction. So, alright, fine, you can talk. Just two more times. Blair, Blair. Yeah, and I'm back. And that is the last <laughs> Jinx joke we will be making on this podcast. Definitely not. Uh, and so, to get into it a little bit, we just felt like just like the world took a pause in talking about Chappie, we wanted to take a pause in talking about Chappie to talk about the yeah. jinx. And I'm, like, I don't know what your intentions are with this, but for me, it's kind of just like, I want to talk talk about it or talk to it. Mm-hmm. So we can just kind of put the definitive pin in this jinx thing and then like be like, okay, well, they addressed it. Let's get over it now. Let's get back to Chappie. And... Please, we know some of you are going to be on the forums, and you're going to be sending us fan mail that says, you only talked about the Jinx because you can't remember any details about Chappie, or you've run out of Chappie puns for segments. And to that, I say, fuck you, okay? That is so rude. We are putting out this podcast for free for you guys. We are, we saw Chappie on our own dime. We paid. We went to the Arc Light. We saw it in the Cinerama Dome. Do you guys know how much those tickets cost? You have to book tickets for that months in advance. Yeah. I could have gotten front row seats at the Lion King. Yeah. For cheaper than a, than the tickets I bought. We are doing this out of the goodness of our heart. We are putting this out every week just for you. And you come back and tell us we can't remember things about a movie that was weird and we only saw it once. About a month ago now? Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, okay. uh, go eat a fly, you friggin' wet lip toad. Yeah, that, and Blair, I, he is in pain having said that, because that is, I think it's the meanest thing I've ever heard him say, and I, it took a toll on him to get that sentence out there, but, uh, oh, he's coughing up a hairball. <laughs> Oh, alright, he, like, you can, as you can hear, he is struggling with it, so. Alright, we're, we're just gonna do it, we're gonna dive into the, into the jinx, we're gonna talk about Robert Durst, we're gonna talk about the show, and we're gonna, we're gonna have some segments coming at you guys, uh, you know, some temporary segments that, while still trying to deliver the things you love most about the hallmarks of a chap chat and chappy Chap. episode. Um, so let's get into it, Blair. I don't know about you, but I need a glass of water because I'm thirsty. Gross. <laughs> okay. I mean, that g- gross. <laughs> Gr- okay, don't you know? You can. You don't have to like, just like rub your thighs like that. You know, you can just. <laughs> 
Just, you know. Blair, stop commenting on what I'm physically doing during the podcast. Only comment on... I know that I was <laughs> suggestively rubbing my thighs... And they're very sweaty at you, but that's just something I do while I'm podcasting. Please don't bring that up. Respond to what I'm saying, not what I'm doing. I mean, we have mentioned before, it is hot in here. It is hot in here. All right, so I'm going to do that line again because it was really good. Mm -hmm. It was, like, the whole reason we did this fucking podcast. Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to... All right. No, I got it. I got it. I I just need a second. And when we get the intern in here, they're going to edit this out. All right? So, okay. I'm going to do that line again. We're taking it from the top. Rolling. Okay. Blair, I don't know about you, but I need a glass of water because I'm feeling dirsty. Uh, shaken or stirred? <laughs> shaken or dirsted? No, didn't work. Okay, we gotta cut this fucking shit out. This is a disaster. Um. 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 One ice or two? All right. Now we're back on track. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I just want to say, first off, I mean, this show is a barn burner. It is exciting. It is really a thrilling enterprise. I mean, I genuinely watched the entire series. It is six episodes from varying lengths from about... 40 minutes to an hour. I watched them in two days. Watched them in about, um, three weeks. Alright, so you were feeling it a little (laughs) bit less than I was. But, that's okay. I mean, I... Working guy, got a busy schedule. And so do I, but I made time for this, because I felt it was important. But, that's besides the point, because this show is exciting. It is really... I mean, for a documentary, mm. it is. Mm. I don't, you want? Do you have an issue with the term documentary? I mean, I, I have issue with the qualification to some degree. I took a documentary film class in high school. Okay, not high school. Not high school. Not high school. Not high school. Not not high school. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was in college. So, this really is, I mean, you'll breeze right through it. It might sound like, oh, documentary, that's no fun. That's like, it's going to be dry. It's really exciting. It's really interesting. Um, You might be watching it and thinking, this sure has a lot of reenactments. Well, that's, that's a genuine form documentaries can take. In fact... That form was introduced by a documentary that this takes a lot of inspiration from, The Thin Blue Line, uh, which introduced the idea of visual reenactments and also dealt with uh, whether a man was guilty or innocent of a murder. Is it just me, or would it be a little bit eerie to be a guy playing a guy who died in a reenactment. Sorry, wait. Is it eerie to be a guy playing a guy who died in a reenactment? So, I am playing a role of a man who died 
on a film set reenacting something. Yeah. That does sound eerie. <laughs> that sounds that sounds the, confusing. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but that sounds eerie to me. Like I if wouldn't they made do a, it. if they made a film about the man who died like from a falling light or a falling camera. And that's coming, you know, because these documentaries are big business nowadays. And documentaries are doing nothing if not feeding on stories from film sets. Mm-hmm. That's the number one inspiration for most. But this would actually be because you're playing a guy, so this would actually be a like a film based on a role based on a. This would be a movie about an actor. No, yeah, movie about an actor on a documentary set who died, right? In the reenactment. Movie right, about. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. That sounds like an interesting movie. I'd be creepy. It would be creepy. I don't want that job because you'd be on a film set knowing that like the person that died was doing like exactly what you're doing. I think when it'd they die, an endless loop. You just keep actually dying, and then they keep. Trying to make a movie about that. And then the actor would die in the middle of filming that movie. And then they... You could almost say... I don't like it. You could almost say that the story would be jinxed. See, I got... I got the goosebumps. You got, got the, the goosebumps? goosebumps on that. And I don't like them. Man, I can see the goosebumps on you. I also don't like You've when people them. call them goose pimples. Oh, I hate that. That's the worst. Or people should I say... The Durst Jinx. <laughs> Shit. I take it back. Alright, so, uh, the Jinx is, uh, the thing that's most exciting about it is trying to determine whether or not Robert Durst did it. It seems, from the start, I don't know about you, Blair, but I felt like he did it. It seemed to, like, kind of heavily lean that way. Most people seem very convinced that he did it, with a few exceptions. Um, So there were three murders that he was called for being responsible for. One was his wife, who was missing and never found. The second was his best friend, uh, a woman named Susan Berman, who may have known as to whether or not he killed his wife. Um, and then the third is one person that he was confirmed for having killed, but was found innocent of murder for it, which was a roommate of his in a building he was living in when he went through a period of time dressed, where he started dressing as a woman because he didn't want to be Robert Durst anymore. Oh, Morris Black. So those are the three murders he's been accused of. And so we know that he did kill one of the people, um, and the series seems to heavily hint that he killed them all. Where the series really differentiates itself from any other, from like serial or any kind of true crime thing, is in the way that the series finds some pretty firm and damning evidence that no one, that the cops hadn't found. It really... Gives you a pretty clear idea at the end. And, I mean, I hate, I want to say, spoiler alert, but I'm going to say, fuck that. Because this is real life, people. Real life doesn't have spoilers. I mean, SNL already did it, so. 
SNL did it. That so we're safe. Yeah, we're as safe. long as SNL did it, that's the golden rule yeah. of spoiler yeah, alerts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I mean, did you ever think that he was innocent? Uh, Your Honor, I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, that's because I don't want that guy after me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's good. Yeah. No, but I mean, like every. A lot of people have said they think he did it, so I don't know. Are you you're worried um, about him killing you for saying that? Um, Your Honor, uh, Second Amendment. You want the right to you? Do you want to give him the right to bear arms? Uh, well, yes, and I want to give myself the right to bear arms, and. I'm just going to describe what's going on. I just put two guns up, and I don't mean guns that shoot. I mean guns that are like my bicep muscles. You kind of had uh, layers of, like, puns there? Because you could have said, like, the right to bear arms, and you were like, Ooh, you bear up your sleeves and, like, your bear arms. But then oh. you just added the, like, the See, guns now, thing, and that was, like, unnecessary. I'm now, just saying. You, like, I'm taking it back. I have the right to remove, have Robert Durst remove my arms and surgically attach bare arms. He likes chopping up stuff. I don't think that's in the Constitution, though. Right to bare arms? Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think that might be a misinterpretation. (laughs) If there's one thing I've learned in politics over the last lifetime I've had is that the Constitution is open for interpretation. Hmm. All right. I won't argue that. That's how the forefathers intended it. As everyone has the right to, <laughs> to have the arms of bears. Who are we to say? Maybe they wanted that. Are they? I mean, yeah. Who knows? They was also, the spelling different of bear and bear? Old English. That writing was so funky. It was so funky. It was funky and, you know. No one, I mean, I honestly think most of our interpretation of the Constitution is just guesswork. Like, we're just seeing some scribbles and that's why it's such a, like, that's why they say it's a living document. Because anyone can read that yeah. and think it says whatever they want. Because who knows? And I don't gonna, think anyone knows. People don't know. That's, that's the fact. And I'm going to say right now, one of the reasons those tattoos in Old English are so cool is because people don't know. Yeah, because it's like everyone is is reading it and it could be, could mean anything. It's like the definition of art, you know. It's like up for the viewer's interpretation. Old English is the definition of art. Old English tattoos, to be specific. Old English tattoos and, uh... I mean, you know, I wonder if Robert Durst has any tattoos. Do you think he has one that says, killed them all, of course, but everyone has been reading it as, build them all at work. Because he, you know, because he works for a major corporation, and he's, the Durst family's billing everyone. Mm. Man, they are billing people. Yeah. I was thinking maybe he has, like, Durst across his back. Kind of like a jersey. And then where the number would be, he has just like a picture of a sandwich. Mmm. That would explain... So this is a complicated reference for anyone who who doesn't 
have all the facts on Robert Durst, but in his arrest, he was, uh, he was caught for the third murder after having, like, ran, run away when he, uh, was under suspicion of killing Morris Black, and he got caught stealing a sandwich from a supermarket when he had, like, several thousand dollars with him, and no one knows why he... Why he did it. I really wish I remember what kind of sandwich that was. Yeah, I don't either. We should have watched this closer to when we were doing this. Yeah, it, I honestly, so many of the details of the jinx have started to fade from me. That I don't I don't know why we chose... We There's so many things that we've watched more recently that we could have talked about with the jinx. I mean, but that's... This is the culture, you know? This is the culture. This is... The culture of podcasting. I really... It couldn't have been, like... I want to say it was, like, chicken salad, but I don't think it was. Oh, I think chicken salad was what I was thinking, too. Oh, man. Also, (laughs) am I the only one... Okay, you guys better have listened. If you haven't watched the Jinx yet, pause it right now. Pause this. Stop listening to my voice. Stop it. Go, Go open your Firefox browsers... Type in www.hbo. No, 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 no. www.yahoo.com. Dot, yeah, and okay, then okay, okay, yeah, go yeah. to the search engine and Firefox. type in. Then go to the search engine and type in www.hbogo.com okay. in the Yahoo search engine. Click the first link, no matter what it is, because it should be right. Because Yahoo is very trustworthy. Sometimes it's an ad, but more often than not, it's an ad for what you're looking for. They're so clever. Ah. It's like, this is an ad for HBO Go, and you're just like, uh, shit, I'm giving these advertisers money while getting to the place I want to go. So, please, go, you can use Blair's login, his email address is Blair502 at yahoo.com. And his password is... It's, uh, Toby, the name of my deceased cat that no one liked at all. Everyone hated him. Everyone hated him. Peter's, Peter's crying a little bit now. Peter's I, I crying really a little bit. Him. Everyone hated him. He was a douchebag. Um, Toby was really sweet. I'm <laughs> crying a little bit too now. Don't speak ill of the dead, kids. It's, uh, Toby Abby. Abby was the name of a beloved dog who would have comical farts. Everyone loved her. I fucking hated that dog. <laughs> she was a riot. Um, so that's a password email. You should be able to log in just fine. Um, and watch it. Watch it right now because I'm about to get into it deep. I just think, did anyone think, like, am I the only one that thought this? That, like, I thought that this thing I'm thinking about... Robert Durst and his wife. Robert Durst, rich playboy billionaire. Him and his wife, his first wife, have sandwiches for dinner one night? What? They had sandwiches. The night she died, they had sandwiches. For dinner? Right then and there, I'm like, okay, this guy's a liar. But then, but then again, what you're talking to about 
directly just playing with our minds. Then he drops that seed of, like, Durst steals a sandwich later on, and it ends up getting him captured, and I'm like, maybe this dude just really loves sandwiches. And that actually brings me to the first segment we want to do, which is about the director of the series, who writes himself into the series in the last couple episodes. His name is Andrew Jarecki. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to give you some thoughts on him on, you know, we're going to, this segment's going to be focused on, like, how good a job he did, mm -hmm. what what we think about his goatee, um, anything like that, and that's on today's segment of What, what the, the Hecky Jarecki. So, all started off, I mean, dude pulled together a good documentary, because this is a show I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm going to, I don't know if it's controversial, but I'm going to give him props for that. Um, in my documentary film class in high school. What the fuck was it wasn't high school. Oh my god. It wasn't, it was not high school. Um, I mean, speaking of heck, that guy's goatee looked devilish. Mm. And that's the end of today's segment of What the Hecky Jarecki. So, uh, now, I mean, we've kind of talked through some elements of the show. Robert Durst, as we're saying, this guy is still alive? This guy... He has gotten out of multiple, multiple murders in the past. At least three that he's, like, spent his whole life being, uh, like, not in jail for. Yeah. And he is, I mean, he's a dangerous guy. The series pretty definitively leads us to believe he did kill all of them, which was sold to us by... Robert Durst saying into a microphone, killed them all, of course, when he thinks no one is listening. And, I mean, he's out there. He could go free again. He's got the same lawyer who got him off last time. And as the old saying goes, uh, that guy should pay his lawyers. Mm hmm That is your favorite saying. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That guy should pay his lawyers. I, I think he is. I don't think that's in question. <laughs> I mean, they did, like, a bang-up job. And Robert Durst's attorneys were good. They were very good. So that guy needs to pay his lawyers. That's actually... I think one of the interesting things about it is, based on the show, if I was on that jury that said he was innocent of killing Morris Black, I feel like I would have had to say the same thing because of the way the lawyers framed the conversation. Yeah. It's kind of sad because... They they do feel a bit boxed in. They're they're trying hard to defend him mm -hmm. when it's like ultimately you, you don't really, they don't have to defend him. They can just be like uh, Janine Pirro and her cohorts can go kiss it because they didn't have a case. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. I mean, the jury really didn't really... They were backed into a corner because the argument was very clearly framed that, like, 
This was in self-defense, and no one could prove otherwise, except for the fact that he chopped up the body <laughs> after killing Morris Black. Which, I mean, that heavily implies that there's a certain psychotic and dangerous intent to a murder, but uh, not enough to prove in the moment that he did it. So the man went free until now, hopefully. Um, but that leads us, I mean, this guy is still at large. He's not in prison yet. I mean, he's under arrest, but, and he's, he could get, he could go free again. So we're just kind of sitting here wondering, like when the series ends, I'm just like, who is he going to kill next? I, I mean, the dude went to UCLA. He could come back to L.A. at any time. He could, I mean, well, he's being, he is being forced to come back to L.A. Because that's the murder he's being tried oh for is God. in L.A. They're practically setting us up. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy named Berman at UCLA. Hmm. Is that any relation to Susan Berman? Did anyone else think that Susan Berman, again, just a reminder, I'm Asian. This isn't racist, but did anyone think she looked vaguely Asian? Is it is it racist if I answer this since I'm not Asian? I feel like I'm posing questions, so you can answer it. I mostly just want to know. Yeah, I thought she looked... She did, right? I was so... Com- she's not... She's just... I don't know. I don't know. Well, she... I mean, Berman's a Jewish name, but... Yeah, the... The mob well, was... She was connected to the mob. I don't know what... Uh, there are, I mean... Is that a stereotype? Am I racist for saying the mob's yeah, a talent? You, okay. just, you just definitely labeled yourself as racist. Oh, man. I love the subs, though, guys. I love them. The Godfather sub? Oh. oh that is good. Yeah. <laughs> Try Godmother, as in grant me some wishes for some more sandwiches, guys. Mm. We love sandwiches here. You could call us a couple of Bob Durst. Bobby Durst over here. Yep. I'm young, and I'm I'm still <laughs> mature. Yep, I'm mature. Uh, so we, I mean, we're gonna get into a little bit of speculation here. Is he gonna kill again? And if so, who? Now, my first, the first entry I'd like to give is me and you. Mm. I think he might hunt us down and kill us. Yeah. If he hears this podcast, this is the definitive statement. This is, if Blair and I both die, please, please investigate Robert Durst. He is capable of it. He might be a little bit vengeful if he knows that we're out here doing a podcast. I mean, the guy's old. He probably hates podcasts enough. Mm-hmm. A podcast about him? I'm sure the guy hates Chappie. I mean, he's just exactly the kind of type of person who would hate Chappie. Kind of robotic. Yeah. Yeah. So Take I, offense to it. Right. I I am... So my first... The first person I'd like to suggest that he might kill is... It's us. <laughs> You'd like to suggest that? I, I, I would like to suggest... I want... I want to be a part of the story, you know? I want to write myself into the story just the way Jarecki... Wrote himself into the documentary, like by doing this podcast about Robert Durst. I want to go down as one of the people 
that Robert just murdered. Yeah, that is a good point. You know, we got some stiff competition, because around the corner at the <laughs> Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, we got a, we got a couple of great guys doing their own their own statement on Robert Durst and this whole jinx thing. It's I'll I'll go ahead and plug it. Tomorrow night, eleven PM, UCB Franklin Theater. Thank me later, you know. But don't thank me too soon because Robert Durst may be after you. Yeah. And so shout out to D C Pearson, Joe Wangert, and Ben Rogers for putting that together. And uh and they the, did ask us to consult on it. Yeah. And they're big Big fans of Chap, Chaps, Chat, and Chappy. Huge fans. They are all comedians. Yeah. In their own right. Mm-hmm. And we, like, they just begged us. They said, like, we know you guys, you know how to do, like, you know, dealing with pop culture events and then really digging into it mm. in an interesting way, like what we did with Chappie. And uh, we were like, guys, we're doing our own podcast about the Jinx. We can't be dividing our creative energy like yeah. that. Like, we only have so much material here. So we said no. We said no, but in a way, it's it works out, because it's like in, it's like in Scooby-Doo. When Scooby and Shaggy would go opposite directions, and then the monster doesn't know which way to go. So he just stands there looking back and forth. That's what's going on. That's exactly right. So, Blair, who would you like to suggest... Robert Durst killed next. Well, I mean, I, I it's a roundabout way of saying it, but I guess DC Pearson, Ben Rogers, and Joe Engert. You would you would like him to kill those people? You would like to suggest it? I mean, I'd like to suggest it just as you liked to suggest us. Uh, well, I mean, it's a little bit fucked up, dude. I mean, they're just like they're nice people. I mean, I've only met one of them, but I've met none of them. They're they're very funny. You know, funny. They're nice people. Check I them out at you know. I don't see really a lot. You, sh- you should go out, check them out. Big laughs, big laughs. And I'm not being sarcastic. This is genuine. Love those guys. You know, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know me besides the work I do on this here podcast. And uh, you know, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm getting. I mean, it's pretty neat. Like I suggested us because it's the only person I could suggest that I didn't have to feel like terrible about. Like at like wishing someone else to die, and yep. you just yeah, I you know I was boxed into a corner, and like a young Robert you Durst not. when an you animal just, is backed into a you corner, you could have he, just said I prefer not to answer this, or you could have said I'd just like it to be us too. Well, you, like you a young Robert to... Durst, like a young Robert Durst who was backed into a corner by Morris Black, and could have said get out of here. Um, instead, of, instead he shot him in the face, and uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm an animal, and I'm lashing out. All right. Well, um, so that's uh, yeah. Those he'll kill those three. Those three guys mainly. Maybe the whole audience of that show. This this next part is not a suggestion. This is, I guess, you could call it a, a theory, a of query. Everything. Mm. Mm. And no, I am not saying Eddie Redmayne. Will die. I am saying, well, actually, I'd like to take back when I gave you shit for wanting to kill those other... Because I'd like to suggest Robert Durst kills Eddie Redmayne. I don't like the dude. Well, that dude, I mean, see, that doesn't make me feel better, because that dude's, like, a douchebag. Yeah. 
the three guys I said all seem like pretty good guys. Yeah, you did just do like I mean I don't feel bad about mine because yeah, yeah. like the world so would be I a better like, place without it. I feel like worse now. Good. Like you I should feel, feel I feel better about us getting like you putting us up there because. Well, no, we're. I mean, I, I I've defined myself as a pretty shitty guy, I guess. But you're, you're a good guy, right? No, I, I'm getting consumed here by the guilt, you know. Well, and that's that's just what happened to Robert, you know. When he had that volatile reaction, you know, when they confronted it with him, they he was gagging. He was gagging. You know, sometimes you just. The more you compare yourself to Robert Durst, the better here. That'll really save your skin in the situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a very, as as we've mentioned, you know, in the documentary, if, as I've, I'm sure you've seen, because you listened to our earlier clips, and you better pause this right fucking now if you didn't, um, he's very personable, you know. He's just like, he's like a nerd. He is. Mm-hmm. In, a, in his own way. <laughs> he's a nerd. I mean, he's a nerd. So, uh, one theory I'd like to suggest, and I I hate to suggest it, but it just, it was something you mentioned that really got me thinking and got me nervous. And there's an old phrase that starts off with, first, the worst. But I started thinking, first, the durst? Guys, we need these puns, you know. We gotta keep thinking of them. And so this, I mean, just to to complete the phrase, but I, I know the I know the trail you're going down here. Just lay out the phrase, the whole thing. With we'll save the we'll save the analysis for after. Just give them a phrase. First, the durst. Mm-hmm. Second, the best. Third, the nerd. Fourth is North. Okay, so when I heard that, I mean, I was just kind of like, oh, that's funny. It's really funny. I laughed really hard. Almost as good as no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. I, well, And that's saying a lot. I don't, I don't want to go on the record, which I like more out of those two. But... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I I started thinking about what that means. First, the Durst. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first person Robert Durst killed was his Robert, wife, oh, Kathy shit. Durst. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The second person he killed was his best friend, second the best. The last, or the second to last part is... Third, the nerd, which Morris Black, I mean, he was like an old man who lived alone. He had large he just, ears. He had larger ears. He watched a lot of TV. He was. I wonder what. Wonder what he liked. They made him out to seem like such a grump. And they did. It would have been a nice humanizing touch to just be like, and he loved. Whose line is it anyway? Mm. That really, who, nothing humanizes someone more than whose line is it anyway for me. But, dare I say, I mean, and I don't mean this in a mean way at all, but like, a little bit nerdy. Yeah. So, the third, years, yeah. third, the nerd. And that means fourth is 
North? Holy shit. A definitive statement about who Robert Durst might... And it's going to be fucking Santa Claus. I mean, people thought he couldn't get any more heartless. That'd be pretty heartless. So you think he's going to kill Santa Claus? Fourth is North. Is the only North... I mean, or Drake? He's Canadian, man. Okay, so you're going out on a limb and saying, next up is Drake or Santa Claus. I mean, I'm just saying, I think that is telling us who Robert Durst is going to kill next. The fact that it changes from the every time to the last time is, like, that just seems like that's too much of a coincidence. Robert Durst is pretty old. He could have invented that rhyme. I think he might have. Do you know the origin of the rhyme? I sure don't. Again, the guy is weirdly personable. That is a very catchy rhyme. It's a catchy rhyme. And we shout it at each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't want to be the nerd. You wouldn't want to be... You m- mostly wouldn't want to be the nerd. I'd usually settle for first, second, or fourth. But now I'm thinking... I'd want to be fifth. So, thinking about that, I mean, thinking about the fact that maybe Robert Durst invented this rhyme makes me think that maybe we should test out this theory by way of our next segment, which is two names. One is, You're the Durst, and the second name is, On My Durst Behavior. Motherfuckers never loved us. Hmm. So I was thinking, this is kind of this week's version of In Pursuit of Chappiness, um, where we work on our Robert Durst impressions. Maybe the way that we work on our Robert Durst impressions to kind of see if this feels real is we do an impression of Robert Durst saying that rhyme. Mm. I think that's only natural. So... Uh, Blair, I'm gonna say it. You're the Durst. <laughs> now, get on your Durst behavior. What? Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm, like, clenching my eyes really tightly. Yeah, just keep making fun of a man's tick. That's really funny. I mean, he is a murderer. So I feel, I feel kind of justified in making fun of him. In this case... No cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Alright. That was solid. Is it now, is it my turn? You're up. Uh, well, what am I? You're on your dirt's behavior. What? All Motherfucker right. never loved ya. Motherfucker never loved ya. Are you talking about my, my dad? Or my mom who committed suicide. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really into characters Robert Durst right now. (laughs) And when you said motherfuckers never loved you, I... Do you believe that story about his dad? Like his dad showing him his mom on the roof? Or do you think he just bullshitted that? I don't know. Because that's a... Someone brought that up to me and I was like, 
you know, you can't trust anything Robert Durst says. Right. So that, and when you first hear it, it's like, oh shit, that's horrible. Yeah. And then it's I mean, just like, oh, he might have just like completely fabricated. Not to get a little bit serious, but I think that that actually is one of the like really interesting things about the, um, the way that the documentary is structured with like how it takes a really dramatic, like stylistic shift from the first four episodes with a bunch of like reenactments and then to like heavy on reenactments in the first episodes, which are just the interview is I think that that's a way of kind of dramatizing the fact that we like we're recreating a story he's giving us like the reenactments give it a sense of like fiction. Um, So I think that that was like, a really calculated and interesting, and then it moves away from that when we start getting the truth and confronting him with it. Yeah. That's when it breaks the documentary thing. Because, yeah, I don't... That's hard to know. I, it's, I would imagine there's, there's some version of that that he's, like, exaggerated really heavily. But it is interesting, and I think it is interesting the way that it, it shows us that in a reenactment and makes us, like kind of drawn in in the way that everyone else always has. Again, reenactments are creepy. Indeed. Alright. Okay. I'm gonna try to... You're the Durst. Okay. And I don't mean Limp Biscuit. Mmm. Because you don't got no Limp Biscuit, if you know what I mean. No, that's true. I have hard cheese. Yes, I do. And you're looking at it right now. Parmigiano Reggiano, Tortellini, Italiano. <laughs> All right. Now for my impression. Oh wow. Oh, I'm really. I'm feeling overwhelmed just trying to live inside this character. But I'll give it a shot. First, the Durst. Second, best. Third, the worst. <laughs> Far this. Okay, no, it's it's totally fine. You need line. Yeah. First, the durst. Second, best. Okay. Third, the nerd. Third, the nerd. What did I say? Third, the worst. <laughs> so third, the nerd. Fourth is north. Fourth is north. Okay. Whew. All right. I hope I can get this right this time. <laughs> Fourth. <laughs> I just started with four. It's a oh, deep character, God. you know, it's a deep character. I am getting lost inside this thing. I'm telling you, start doing those eye clenches and you'll get snapped into it. You get focused. Alright, you know what? I'm I'm just going your route. I'm going a phrase that I know and a phrase I love. Alright? No cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Alright, see, so you say it like that, and I'm pretty convinced. I, I'm gonna say the fourth victim he's after, or the fourth person he's after, is Northwest. Northwest, the daughter of Kanye West. Kanye. And Kardashian West. <laughs> Tim Kardashian Previously, West. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> she changed her first name to be Kardashian and her last name to be West. I'm gonna She's just, now just Kardashian. I'm gonna West. go out on a limb and say Kardashian would be kind of a cool first name. I like it as a first name. I like it much more than as a last. You name. could go as Card or Dash, 
as your first name. Dash. You could just go by Dash. Oh, I like Dash. Yeah. Card. Card's okay. Or Car. That's Car. like Car is like the short. Yeah. Like yeah. Card, but Dash. I like Dash as a short man. All right. Well, just decided the name of my child. Kardashian Berg. It's got a certain ring to it. I like it. I, I'm not. I'm calling KB. It. It's a pretty cool name. But back to the huge revolutionary point you just dropped. I mean, fourth is North. It's the only person I know named North. Yeah, I mean, just when when you really got into the character of Robert Durst, it kind of crystallized for me. And Santa's safe. Drake, you know. He survived being paralyzed. He can survive this. Plus, you know, Drake's probably on his Durst behavior. Dude's always on his Durst behavior because motherfuckers never loved him. Exactly. Well, that's a that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, I mean, she's a baby. Yeah. I, well, I am heavily regretting that we ever even brought this. I and I hope this. I hope Robert Durst is not listening to this and getting any ideas. Yeah. I I would I again, just I would like to volunteer my own death. I would And too. Blair's death. I mean I worry what he's after here, you know. Like I I just like what what does he want with Kim and Kanye? Why does he want to hurt Kanye? Yeah. Why is he just like one of those hordes of people that has such a problem with Kanye because the guy is a little bit, has some trouble with public relations, but he's a great artist. Lay off. See, okay, yeah, lay off. But I'm worried he's like one of those those so-called Adele fans who are rooting for her relationship to fail so she can come out with another great heartbreak album. I'm worried this is sick son of a bitch is trying to get to see what a sad Kanye looks like. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, Robert Durst. He's making great music anyway. Adele, sure, she hasn't put out a record in a long time. Not to say maybe it will be good. Don't break up her relationship, Robert. Yeah. And... Kanye, he's about to release a CD, for God's sake. He just released sneakers. Sure, they were, you know, somewhat controversial. But, you know, he's working on getting the price points down. He's working on that. And that concludes today's episode of Chaps, Chat, and Chappy. Um, And we really hope that you're satisfied with the content we're bringing you and don't worry, because we'll be back next week with me, your co-chat Peter, and this co-chat Blair. Mm. And we'll be back as a couple of chaps chatting chappy. Jinx.